Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Wonderful. Welcome to Wonderful. This is a show where we talk about things we like that's good that we like that are into, uh, that we're into specifically. And uh, and we should start doing a show where we talk about things that we're not into and then that other people are into and that we actively. Oh, that's interesting. You know, just to spice things up in the I, recording studio. That's interesting. We've talked. I mean, we've talked about sort of evil, wonderful, blun- blunderful, mm-hmm. if you will. Which, as I understand, is the promo that is running this week. <laughs> yes, I believe that's. I believe you are correct. But you're suggesting a sort of like proxy wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's just like um, mm-hmm. you know. almost like archaeologists. We try and figure out like. Oh, cool. What? Why? Sure. Why? What? How? You now, know? I will say that sounds like more work. Um, <laughs> it does because like i don't know we could try to like freestyle it like nascar um yeah right I, like what's the deal what's going on over there <laughs> all of a sudden it's like a stand-up routine yeah um that would be unlistenable yeah I that think would not be you're a probably right show. let's keep doing it the you know, way that we no doing, yeah. bad ideas you know no like, that one that's... was bad <laughs> there's no idea there's no such thing as bad ideas just bad actors okay. so do you have a small wonder that you wanted to share with the class you want to tell us about? You want to do that? You want me to do it? Yeah, why don't you start? Uh, strikes over. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you so much to our to our negotiators uh, for for getting that uh, sweet deal. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff that we have not talked about. True. Uh, because of uh because of this the strike. Uh, and I'm gonna start things off right now. Kick things off with our flag means death season two. Just finished it a couple nights ago. And, incredible. Uh, incredible work. Incredible stuff. Like, the first season was phenomenal, and the second season is a very dangerous thing for a show that has a phenomenal first season. Especially when the, ends, uh, the, the first season ended with such a, like, uh, yeah. shocking thing that happens, and it's like, well, how are they going to... How are they going to move on from this? How are they going to walk this back? Yeah. Uh, and they did. And they did a fucking great job with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, loved it. Wish it was a little bit longer. Only eight episodes. Uh, I, 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 you know, left me wanting more. But they, I don't know, they did a lot this season. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's laudable. Okay. I came up with my thing. Okay. When you have a reason to clean your house. Okay. Because for me... It's the most motivating thing there is. I personally have relatively low standards for the cleanliness of our house. But if I know that we are going to be hosting people in any form, yes. then I, I suddenly have a motivation and I feel good about it. You're I'm like, activated. I should do this all the time. Yeah. And I won't. No. But, you know, having that reason is, you know, a good push. It's having two people in our home who are actively working against the forces of cleanliness yeah. uh, makes it makes it a challenge. We need to really harness Second Son because he's still at that age where he's like, oh, yeah, let's clean up. He doesn't realize, you know, that he could rebel against that. Yes. We need to really tap in okay. before it's too late. It would be wild <laughs> if, like, we gave him an allowance but not old son. Yeah, right? That, be like, that well, sort of economic disparity, bringing that into our home, uh-huh. be, um, a choice. And a bad one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I go first this week. In uh, in step with this uh, being able to talk about film and, uh, and and TV again, I I must confess that when we were preparing for our Halloween week episode, which was what just like two weeks ago, I prepared a whole segment on a scary movie 
because that is what I usually do in that time. And then we literally sat down to record and I looked at my notes and I was like, oh, wait a second. I was so excited to talk about a scary movie around Halloween that I forgot that that is uh, not acceptable. Uh, but now we're a little bit past Halloween, but I'm going to go ahead and do this segment anyway. Because yeah. it's not like a Halloween themed film at all. No, it's several films, actually. It is the all the works of uh, of Jordan Peele, all of Jordan Peele's horror horror films. I should say, to I'm date. specifically all of the, his <laughs> horror movies. I uh, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't lump Keanu in with that, although Keanu is a fine film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about the you know uh, the. It's not a trilogy, but uh, I'm talking about uh, Nope and Us and Get Out. Uh, I fucking love these flicks a lot i they are some of my favorite like horror movies of the last decade and i remain like uh incredibly impressed and inspired by jordan peele and the the work that he has done in this in this space yeah no he i mean for a variety of reasons i don't think anybody expected him to perform at such a high level from the very beginning from the jump you know like he he obviously has a really strong background in comedy Mm mm-hmm uh, and some people might have known that he loved just the horror genre, but like, wow. Yeah. It's not just like uh, narratively interesting. It's like visually incredible, too. It's it, it's firing on all, yeah. all fronts. Um, yeah, we watched all of Key and Peele when it was on the air. Uh, I think we saw Keanu in theaters. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> when it was announced that Jordan Peele was making a horror movie, like, I remember we were both fucking stoked. Yeah. Because we, you know, were so deep into his his comedy work. But I don't think we or, like, really anyone else was prepared for Get Out uh, because it really changed, changed the whole game. Uh, I'm not going to spoil, like, anything about Get Out for the, like, three or four people who haven't seen that movie but it is just a remarkable slow burn horror movie that explores this like insidious obliviousness of middle class white it's, America. yeah it starts out in a very conventional way you know it's it's like a couple they're meeting the parents you know you think that like it's going to be a traditional kind of horror movie and that is not what happens at all no not even in uh, the least little bit uh you get some staggering performances from uh daniel kaluuya uh who is just incredible and in, honestly yeah. everything that he does uh but as the sort of like uh you know audience surrogate of meeting this uh meeting his girlfriend's family and learning the sort of like horrifying truth of their reality is is um truly breathtaking Some Bradley of the best- Whitford Bradley Whitford Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener uh-huh. perfect as 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 the mom and dad of that family Bradley Whitford is I think one of the funniest actors alive, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, and Catherine Keener. I mean, this 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 movie has so many like highlights. the uh, The very first scene with uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Catherine Keener sitting uh, across from each other as she tries to like hypnotize him out of his uh, smoking uh, addiction is w- maybe the most incredible scene of any horror movie that has ever uh, been been released. I think about that scene all the time and it is uh it is iconic in so many ways and uh, Yeah, it's very rare that I can remember a scene from a film that vividly. Yes. But 100% I because can picture it. it. Th- that movie has a lot of different types of scary things that happen in it, which I think is what is so strong like it has yeah. sort of creepy 
you know, tension. It has, uh, yeah, there's know, like a mystery. There's a mystery. There's, you know? there's some jump scares. Yeah. There's some, you know, s- slasher level sort of horror. But this scene is on like another level of like being, being the horror of being trapped within one's own mind is like fucking out there and, uh, in- incredible. Uh, and so Get Out was nominated for Best Picture and Best Actor for Kaluuya and Best Original Screenplay, which Jordan Peele won, making him the first black screenwriter to ever win that category. Fucking great. Yeah. Fucking great on so many levels. To see a horror movie recognized at the Oscars at, at that level is incredible. Seeing Jordan Peele recognized yeah. uh, as a black screenwriter is is incredible. It was, it was such a, uh, you know, it's a, a thrilling launch pad. And so everybody was like, well, shit, man, what, how do you, again, how do you follow that up? Uh, And the answer was with us, which didn't receive like nearly as much critical acclaim. Um, I remember when it came out, folks were not quite as like bowled over by it as Get Out. But man, I love that fucking movie. I love us. Uh, It is so funny and just terrifying. Uh, There's still like elements of like social commentary. Of course, you yeah. know it's still beautifully filmed. Uh, it is. It if you have not seen us, it's about a, a family on vacation, uh, trying to survive as sort of murderous doppelgangers come out in droves to murder. Um, I, I Winston Duke plays the dad of the family. Uh, and he is just hysterically funny throughout, even once sort of like the the scary doppelgangers come out. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is mesmerizing. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect her to be incredible, but she is particularly incredible. She's incredible in two different ways, right? Like this movie has the cast of actors play their, you know, uh, you know, family yeah. on vacation and also their doppelgangers. Yeah. Each one brings like something special to both performances, but Lupita's portrayal of the mom and the like soul speaking member of the doppelganger contingent yeah. uh, is, uh, I mean, it's creepy as fuck and incredible the movie ends with a a fight scene between them set to this uh incredible remix of i got five on it which is i still go back and listen to occasionally because it just absolutely rules uh i i i love us you know it's not as uh i think maybe groundbreaking as as get out was but it is i don't know it it belongs to a category of horror films that i really really like and seeing the ways that it subverts that category and kind of perfects that category was like truly uh, uh, astonishing to see. Uh, and then the most recent one uh, is Nope, which we just watched. I, I had seen it uh, uh, earlier this year and we just watched it as like our scary Halloween movie this year because you had not seen it. And I think it's actually my favorite of of the whole bunch. Wow. Uh, it is a, a, a horror movie where a family who owns a ranch for horse actors squares off against an alien entity that is my favorite and I think sort of scariest representation of an alien uh, I've ever seen on film. Uh, the way that it kind of keeps the monster behind the curtain and then blows a breeze through that curtain occasionally to give you just glimpses of the thing before revealing it in a uh in 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 a scene that is uh genuinely gave me nightmares and kind of like stuck in my mind for uh a very long time it's incredible it is incredible how much it builds up the threat of this alien 
uh, before slowly kind of like revealing it until there is a sort of climactic thing towards the, I mean, honestly, middle of the movie that happens at a an unfortunate show at a uh, at yeah. a sort of fictional ranch uh, that is it's just uh, fucking terrifying. So 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 scary. Why why would you say it's your favorite? Do you think? Um, well, after that you know sort of climax scene there's like a a very extended very scary sequence that happens uh and then it sort of turns into home alone a little bit where all of a sudden it is not (laughs) like how are we going to survive this thing how are we there's you know horror movies are pretty much universally formulaic right there's a whole concept of like in the slasher genre you have the final girl uh, you know, uh, format. Yeah, where there's just the one surviving uh girl who has, you know, maybe perhaps is the most virtuous of all. Although that certainly has been sort of subverted in so many ways. And then all of a sudden, it's like I'm going to fight back, or I'm the only one that's going to escape, or I'm going to X, Y, or Z. This movie is like, okay, there's this huge fucking scary alien in the sky. It's killing lots of people, and it is basically posted up right on our house on our land let's get a fucking video of this thing we're going to we're going to get a video of this and so then it becomes like a almost heist movie of how are we going to not fight back about this thing but we are going to be the ones who introduce real alien footage to the world and become and become famous because of it and then it gets into sort of the folly of that position while also like having it be a fucking incredible showdown that is scary and exciting and it feels like as you're talking about it i'm realizing that like the most of the other movies it like feels like a real acknowledgement of some like real horror movie tropes you know like the other the other films obviously had horror elements but this one seems like hey i love horror movies and i'm going to take my favorite parts of them and put them in one film yeah because like them figuring out how to defeat you know, the monster is like such a traditional way to like approach that in a horror movie, you know, yeah. where they're like learning about it and they're coming up with a strategy and it takes multiple people. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it in the line of like, here's what typically happens in a horror movie. But yeah. it, it has that for sure. And of course, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, fucking great. Kiki Palmer in particular is so good in this movie. Who? What's the name of the actor that plays the guy that owns the like the stadium? Oh, um, Stephen Stephen Yoon. Yoon. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Yoon is very, very, very good. Oh my gosh, he has a monologue that Phenomenal. he gives where he talks about uh, this fictional SNL sketch uh, of this horrifying onset incident that he survived as a child, where he talks about how Chris Kattan uh, <laughs> is just slaying. Chris Kattan is out there just killing it. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. I I think. The other two movies are like incredible, right? They are they are horror classics, some of the best to come out. This one, it feels more um I don't know, the way that it is sort of chaptered out. There is not like constant scares that happen. There aren't like a lot of jump scare things that happen. It is it is a a movie of uh like of set sequences. And so, and those are separated out by, you know, little title cards with the different names of the horse actors, or in one case, an ape actor. Uh, And 
I, I, I just, I think it's incredible. I think it is masterfully made. And, yeah. Um, the best, there, best horror movie I've there seen. There are very few directors right now that I get excited every time one of their film comes out. And yeah. that's like definitely true with yeah. Jordan Peele. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I will see anything that, that, that he does. Uh, and I, also, there are a lot of people that don't love horror movies. Um, and I will say, like, obviously, there there are elements, as I mentioned, and there's 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 violence to a degree, but there's such good films. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm hesitant to tell people, like, even if you don't like horror movies, you no, should watch they're fucking these. scary. <laughs> like, they, they are, are very they very are scary, scary. Is the other thing. Um, yeah, I I can't think of too many people like Jordan Peele who like I get excited about every other like every maybe like Edgar Wright. Is is I yeah. would that into that category. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I. You know, he has made far more films, and some of them have not been great for me. But he's also like he has such a stylish way of, yeah. of making films that I really, really enjoy. I feel the same way about Jordan Peele. Just the execution on every level is just incredible. Exploring like concepts and uh, inversions of of horror genre tropes, and I I think he is. I think he's just brilliant. Um, so this Halloween, if you're looking for a film to watch, perhaps consider one of these, one of these three. Um, can I steal you away? Yes. Thanks. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis, um, website design or website functionality and you think that I could never be that I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. 
So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or my Saturday mornings are reserved for cartoons. Or have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or how a former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. Okay, so... 2022, Rachel, talked about breakfast, which was way too broad. And I had to have known that at the time. Like, I can't just say breakfast and then everything that falls within that category is eliminated. I'm glad that you've grown enough to accept that (laughs) about yourself. I don't also wonder if 2022, Rachel, really thought that the topics were so infinite that I could just say a meal of the day. Yeah. So anyway, so this is a breakfast item. Okay, so you're saying that you have not completely plumbed the depths of breakfast. No, because, I mean, if you think about it, there is breakfast as a concept, which I may have talked about in 2022. Yes. And then this is an element of breakfast. I see. Okay, so we're diving down. Mm-hmm. Next time, you're going to get into an ingredient of the food stuff. Probably. Here. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> this is the breakfast sandwich. Breakfast sandwich is great. Yes. You and you and Russ, I want to sit you and Russ for us shake down across oh. the table. I would listen to a podcast that's just Rachel and Russ talk breakfast sandwiches. I would like to make that podcast. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, didn't him and Chris Plant brought us breakfast sandwiches when, when we were, were in New York, York and, they were and they were fucking great. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, okay, breakfast sandwich. This is not something I enjoyed as a child. No. I was trying to remember my first breakfast sandwich. Um uh, and I, man, I don't know. It probably would have been college, maybe. We all experiment with breakfast sandwiches in college. <laughs> I know. Um, do you do you have any recollection of my first breakfast? I don't sandwich? even know for sure. I maybe have had one egg McMuffin. In that's my life. it. I mean, that's the question, right? Are we talking? Yeah. Do we lump egg McMuffins in there? I was not a big egg McMuffin guy, or sausage McMuffin, or whatever McMuffin. Um, I just found the biscuit to it left me wanting. <laughs> the English muffin left me wanting, but then... Well, um, you come from an area that has a fine appreciation for biscuits. That is... Oh, what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, Tudor's Biscuit World is just like coming home. Oh, is that the jingle? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we would get some Tudors. We would get some Tudors. You exposed me to this when... I Maybe my first time in Huntington, first or second time. Yeah. And you warned me that this was my whole day. That's it. And it's exactly what When we go in town now, I can't do tutors no. because we have children and we need to be able to watch well, them. And none of your family members do anymore either. No, yeah, because you can't take a two-hour turbo nap in the middle of the morning. Yeah. You can't take a two-hour nap at 10.30 in the morning anymore because yeah. there's, there's children, there's mouths to feed unless we got them to eat tutors too. And then we could all as a family – Hold our hold our torsos and rock back and forth while falling asleep. <laughs> Some of it is the savory breakfast, right? Like our sure. children are not in an age where they appreciate a savory breakfast. No, um, and I I don't know that I got there for a while. I also there were a lot of ingredients that were a little unfamiliar to me. Like I didn't eat a lot of breakfast sausage or 
gosh, ham in particular. Like a lot of these breakfast sandwiches have like a ham element. Yeah. I obviously was comfortable with eggs and bacon, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, and cheese, of course. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until I got older that I was ready. Yeah. You know? So breakfast sandwich, unsurprisingly, uh, during the industrial age when people did not have time to eat breakfast in, in a more elaborate way, there was like a big surge in on-the-go meals, um, breakfast carts like on the factory floor that had these like sandwiches ready to go. Hot? Hot and ready to go? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how you do that in a cart. In I mean, you wrap it in foil. Period. Oh, yeah. I guess that's fair. Remember foil? I love foil. <laughs> um. A lot of this is traced back to uh, the UK, um, which is called like a BAP sandwich. BAP. Yeah, which speaks more to the kind of bread than the contents. Um, but I it's feel like, like we, a, we heard about that on Bake Off in some yeah, season. They uh-huh. t- kept talking about BAPs. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> um, here, it really took off um, fast food. Yeah, of course. This is what I really loved in my research. So... a Within a, like, three-year period, both Jack in the Box and McDonald's started releasing a breakfast sandwich. Okay. And what speaks a lot to the authority and influence of McDonald's is that a lot of the things I read said, you know, a, a weird happenstance at the same time, like, exactly just two fast food chains. And they said, like, between 69 and 71 – but then if you do a little more research, it's like clearly Jack in the Box in 1969 released a breakfast sandwich. And yeah. then three years later, McDonald's had one just like, whoa, how did, what a whoa, coincidence. Did, yeah. <laughs> I feel like McDonald's rarely trails behind in that category. They instead have bold experiments, not so much these days, but in like the 90s when it was like, uh, we're going to go ahead and get out ahead of uh, bratwurst and pizza. We're doing yeah. those now. Before, well, and McDonald's before. had the McGriddle, which is was I, crazy. I don't know that I, I've ever had one. Oh, man. It's fucking good. I didn't really like McDonald's pancakes. So the idea of making that a sandwich. Wasn't didn't. necessarily a pancake. It was it was it was thicker than a pancake with little delightful crystalline nuggets of syrup embedded inside of the Interesting. thing. Interesting. Um but they made you feel so shitty. I think some of the worst <laughs> I've ever that fast food has ever made me feel in my life was from the McGriddle. Interesting. Because it was something like fourteen thousand calories yeah. in a single one. Like it was so much it was so much uh stuff and it would it would it would uh I mean it put Tudor's biscuit world to shame, which is saying something. <laughs> Um, so part of the thing with Jack in the Box is it was 24 hours. Uh, so they came up with something called the Breakfast Jack, which was ham, fried egg, and American cheese, and a hamburger bun. Mm, cool. Uh, whereas Egg McMuffin, uh, apparently the the creator uh, that was connected to this invention really liked Eggs Benedict. Uh, so tried to come up with a fast food version. That's where the English muffin came in. Okay. Uh, minus, you know, the hollandaise, like the, the messier Sort of the element. defining characteristic of a, of a yeah, right? <laughs> eggs benedict. But. By the way, like in my research, I became really fascinated with Jack in the Box. And I'm not going to get into it, but they have had so many hills and valleys uh, in their in their, their time. Yeah. Uh, it's a fascinating story. I would encourage anybody that is curious to to go look into Jack in the Box. They are voyagers. Yeah. Of food. <laughs> yeah, there there's a point in their career where they decide to stop competing with like Burger King and McDonald's and started being like, what if we have tacos and egg rolls? Yeah. <laughs> Just, cool. There you you cannot read too much about Jack in the Box. Um, but uh yeah, it's a breakfast sandwich. 
I I will always eat a breakfast sandwich any time of the day. I like putting a little hot sauce on there. That's what I was about to say next. A little hot sauce on a bre- breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Really, really. Specifically Cholula in our household. Our, our son actually does eat breakfast sandwiches, but he eats them as a as a main course, and he removes the egg and cheese. <laughs> he yeah, he, we've talked I think about saucy biscos on the show before. <laughs> Some of I I will never, I don't think I will ever say the phrase sausage biscuit in normal speech like ever. See, I still do, but you know, you know me, I'm so precise in my language. It's yeah. very difficult for me to compromise, you know. Saucy bisco is just so fucking fun to say. Yeah. Yeah, and fun to eat. We have to be careful though because if anyone else ever watches our child, they will have no idea what no clue. what he's talking about. Um, hey, you want some small wonders? Yes. That our audience sent in. Uh, Micah says, "My small wonder is fabric shavers. I just used one for the first time on a favorite skirt of mine that had pilled pretty bad, and not only is the skirt in much better shape now, but the process of running and gently buzzing object over fabric and watching it become smoother was fantastic i have been trying to come up with the reason that i need one of these because it does seem amazing yeah but i can't think of an item of clothing i have that would really need it yeah we are still sort of in our our loungewear COVID, covid comfort loungewear <laughs> uh era sweaters right there's there's an opportunity in sweaters sure. i think but yeah anyway they look awesome somewhat related we have a little uh like a scraping comb for a rug in our living room that sheds super duper bad that shit is so satisfying yeah i know i've been looking for it because it's so easy to misplace i know um matthew says my small wonder is playing video games you played as a kid i just picked up skyrim after a few years and it always brings back a lot of nostalgia of playing it at 11 years old when it came out Whoa. That's pretty young for Skyrim, it feels like. When you mentioned that, all I think about is when you were living with our mutual friend, wasn't he playing that constantly? Yeah, I mean, that would have been in 2011, 2012, which I think is pretty much right around when Skyrim came out. Uh, And yeah, I mean, that game completely, completely took over our lives. Uh, It was sick. It was great. It was still a fun game. still Mm -hmm. a fun game to play. Um, but obviously, I do this a lot with lots of different types of games. Uh, thank you so much to Bowen and Augustus uh, for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. Um, I think Bowen's on tour right now. Oh, yeah? Uh, I bet you that's a very, very fun Oh, that would be cool. Experience. I'm uh, not sure where to get tickets for that, but if you enjoy Bowen's music, you should go and see him. Um, thank you to MaximumFun.org for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that they have on there. Shows like Judge John Hodgman, uh, which we were lucky enough to guest on at a live show here in D.C. a couple weeks ago, which is a real fun time. Um, we have merch over at MacquarieMerch.com. Uh, you can go and uh, see some of the offerings we have there. And also, our Candle Night show is coming up. Uh, you, yeah. You can find details for that over at McElroy.family. All proceeds for that show are going to go to uh, Harmony House, just like we've done in, in years past. Uh, we're going to have special segments with us and guests, and it'll, it's always a very, very good time. Um, and again, family. So where you can find out details for that. Gather around the hearth and, and enjoy some Candle Night's warmth with us. Um, that's it. Our house has been buzzed by the same giant helicopter four times since we've been recording this. I think it's Joe. I think Joe's trying to... You think he just joyrides sometimes? I think he joyrides. I think he wants... He's a big fan. And so he wants to know, <laughs> like, he's hanging out the side of his best friend's ride. Like, is Rachel talking about breakfast sandwiches? <laughs> oh, I love those eggs.
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.